the blast from our past network. Welcome to a Patreon-exclusive episode of Podcasting After Dark, an elite installment for our Patreon supporters. Lock your doors, close your windows, seal your fate, sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Let's wrap up after dark, so there is no proper intro. Who's this guy or this guy, depending on what box I'm in right now? Right, exactly on the screen. <laughs> we got Ooh. David with us uh, this, hey. this month. What's up, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it, guys. It's good to see your lovely faces. Dude, it's been it's been way too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> Dude, it's been freaking forever, man. What uh, catch us up, man? What's what's been going on with you, buddy? Oh, just life in general, really. Just hectic, uh, chaos, crazy, moving house, trying to start uh, a cat rescue sanctuary, writing books, got cock blocker, uh, slash a novel out, and I'm just finishing this week. I'm finally finishing wheelchair camp two. It's going to be done. Oh, this week. cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check out them too. You can roll, but you can't hide. There you go. <laughs> I love it, dude. I freaking love it. Um, yeah, I mean, you and I have been talking a bit uh, on WhatsApp and, you know, back and forth. We'll message each other. And I know I've been following the house situation you've been going through, but I'm glad that uh, that's all getting sorted out now. Yeah, it's all coming to the end of the line. Um, fine. I mean, it's taken years to get to this point. Where because I've been trying to find a property with a garden big enough so I can start a, a cat rescue in the back garden and kind of build it from there, and just trying to find a house with enough land in the gardens has been a a complete nightmare. Just you, you just can't find it. Everywhere's got like courtyard gardens, tiny little gardens, but now I've found somewhere and. It's it's a weird time at the moment over here because it's kind of a housing crash, and so some people want like nothing for a property, and other people want stupid money, and there's no rhyme or reason or rhythm, and it's it's just kind of potluck. I found this thing, so I'm just fingers crossed, running with it. It's going to happen. Thinking positive. So yeah, that's it. That's it. There's that's that's what's going on, and and then writing those horror books, writing those horror novels. That's it. <laughs> Burning the candle at both oh, ends, yes, right? The, the candle is, I don't know what the candle is anymore. It's just like a, 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 a mass of wax that you can light at various places. It's just, it's something that exists and I have no idea what it is. Could we say blocking the cock at both ends? Blocking oh. the cock away. Oh. Cock blocker. Cock blocker. Every romance is a heart shocker. Stopper. 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 <laughs> heart, shocker. heart shocker, heart stopper, both. It's both. Yeah. I just say both. That's right, guys guys and gals. David's got a new uh new book out right now. It's hot off the presses. About uh dropped about what, about three or four weeks ago at this point, right? At the beginning of the month. What we're yeah. recording at the end of the month. Yeah, it was that's um right. Cock Blocker. <laughs> Can you tell us, my man, what uh what the inspiration behind this book was? This came from a very strange place. Uh, this came from, I think I've told you guys about it before, Roberto, with um, Dimension Occultist Press yeah. in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. He published the Spanish edition of My Ouija Boyfriend. And we were just talking on WhatsApp, and he sent me the cover 
or uh, Heartstopper. No, he said he just said he said he sent me a message that said you need to write a horror version of Heartstopper because it sold a million copies. And my reply was, "What the fuck is Heartstopper?" And he's like, well, <laughs> yeah. like, well, like, there's always two, two kind of answers when someone tell, asks me something I have no idea. It's like, what the fuck is this? And is it available on VHS? Because if it's on VHS, <laughs> there's a good chance I probably know what this thing is. If it isn't, then there's no hope. And he said, no, no, it was this book. And then he sent me the cover and I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. And I thought, okay, it's kind of just a gay romance thing. I get it. Just from the cover, just I didn't know anything about it. I looked at the cover. I was like, okay, I understand what this book is. And then it took about 15 minutes. And I thought, do you know what would be really good? So two high school kids fall in love with each other. Uh, two gay high school kids. And there's a demented, psychotic cheerleader who thinks everything in the world is like saved by the bell. And she's in complete denial that these two are gay. And she wants one of them to be Zach and the other one to be AC Slater. And I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's where he's going to go. So yeah, she's a she's a nineties obsessed cheerleader who just walks around going, "Oh, everything's great. This is just like Saved by the Bell." And she she's in complete denial that these two are gay. And then there's a big build up to it. And when she finds out, her whole world, mind, uh, everything comes shattering down. And uh, she turns oh, into a homicidal maniac. She she goes out with an axe to try and make her own version of saved by the bell in real life um <laughs> I, I i genuinely thought i genuinely thought i was gonna get a lot of shit from this because uh it's because it, because in a way the she is the protagonist but it's that kind of serial mom thing like it's very john waters kind of inspired and it's right kind of, yeah yeah it's kind of serial mom but like, serial mom is not a good character she's she, she's the protagonist but antagonist at the same time yeah. And that's what I was kind of playing with with this. And I, I filtered it through some people and I was like, just please, once you've read this, you have to tell me if, how much of a homophobe do I sound like? I'm a straight white man writing this thing. And you have to tell me if I've overstepped the line. And I, am, am I getting cancelled by this? Um, please is, tell is, me. Is this going to end everything immediately? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I sent it out to people and they come back and and. um uh, the uh, you guys have is it glad that like yeah do you know what I'm talking about Zach yeah yeah you, gay and lesbian association yeah well uh, Roberto sent this thing to the Spanish equivalent to that and said okay we have this thing and they come back and said it's hilarious it needs to be released and he said they Great. have no problem with it and I was like excellent then I did my job everything's fine well, did you did you get any flack for wheelchair camp? When that of came course, out? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Im immediately, immediately. Um, yeah, I, I very much believe in. I don't think I've spoke to you guys about this, but I very much believe in in life that it, there's signs in life that point you point you in the right direction. The saying that you're going in the right direction, you'll see something. Of course, and if you're open enough to understand it, then you know you're doing the right thing. And right. the day wheelchair camp came out, um, there was there were some people on Twitter. Of course, it was Twitter. Everywhere else was fine, but it was oh yeah, yeah. it was Twitter. And uh, and people were going. Well, I, I just remember the first message that came through, and someone said, "This isn't PC." <laughs> My reply was, "Well, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know what else you can say. No, it, it definitely is. Yeah, no. and." Right. Um, and then people, there was a few people who ruffled their feathers and they started, um, there, there was just one guy, it just got silly. 
And he started tagging things. And I wouldn't respond. I was like, because if I respond, I'm just fanning the flames. So I'd just let it burn out. Because the thing, it, it had been released for a day. So no one had even read the book. They, they saw the cover and, and literally judged a book by the cover. Right. Like, yeah. 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 As, as most of those as most do. of those people do yeah Com the common line through twitter is yeah just react oh i've seen something yeah, right. let's react yeah right um and so i i i know none of this stuff was valid in any way shape or form because they hadn't consumed the book they hadn't read the thing they they have no idea what they're talking about and yeah. uh uh but someone really uh took exem exemption to it and they, they, they were like no this needs to go this is terrible this is the worst thing ever and they started tagging uh, charities that worked with like disabled kids and uh, kids that uh, uh, use wheelchairs in, into this tweet about wheelchair camps. Thus, oh, no. thus giving you more exposure. Oh, exactly. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah mean, they really opened a right? door with it. Yeah. And um, and uh, there was, uh, and no one was really picking up on it because I wasn't responding. But this guy just, and people started going, just leave this guy alone. Like, you haven't even read his book. And then through not doing anything and not reacting myself, his reactions started to expose themselves. And okay. and but Good. but from that there there was a couple of funny things and there was there was like a thirteen year old kid uh, and his profile picture was him uh, sitting in his wheelchair and and I saw it said new message and I saw the circle with the picture and I was like oh fuck okay right <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh yeah because here it is yeah, here, here it is yeah it's <laughs> happening yeah and and I, and I opened up the message and just said hey you the the guy that wrote wheelchair camp and I replied and went, yeah that's right. And, he, and it just went blank for ages. And the message came back and it said, why don't you just go and fuck off and die? And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, no noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, will I will someday. That can be guaranteed eventually. Yeah, um, eventually. Yeah. So, so, so that happened. And, um, but there was nothing else because then people started reading the book and they understood it yeah. and while, when this happened i was uh it was the, like the, the day it was released and i went out with roxy that night and we were sitting there my phone was obviously we was in a restaurant my phone was buzzing and she was like what yeah. is that i was like it's twitter she was like what have you done what have you done <laughs> i was like it's fine i promise it's fine it's fine and i said like i don't react i don't do anything we just leave it and where i was saying about you see signs in life one of the big inspirations for wheelchair camp was sleepaway camp and when, and when we was in when we were in this restaurant, no word of a lie, there was a girl serving in this restaurant. She came walking out from the back, and she looked exactly like Angela from Sleepaway Camp. The haircut, the, you, you know, the stony, the the, the stony face, yeah. just the wide-eyed, blank. She, yeah. she had that. She had everything. And I said, just look at that girl's face. And, and Rox was like, I can't, you, I know. And immediately she was like, I know what you're thinking. I said, I'm right though, aren't I? She, she does. And she's like, she exactly does. And just her mannerisms were robotic when she was doing stuff and she was really meek. And, and I said, this is a sign I've done the right thing here. And, 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 and when the girl came over and served us, I was looking at her like, yeah, she really does look like her. And I thought, no, that get good karma. I think you've been put here to say that whatever I've done, is the right decision because it made me i looked i mean i never thought i was thinking about it so do i say oh yeah you look like angela from sleepaway camp oh yeah what's that then no oh it's about a boy that dresses a girl and kills a load of people yeah. and you just <laughs> you look just like them and uh, it's a bit yeah, yeah. you know you you could have you could have said hey bob or bob <laughs> I, I could have done that i could have done that <laughs> and, and that would have made me look even more like a maniac um <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, look, I look in that moment i'm like there's so many things i could say right now but i can't say them andrew dice clay uh has a really funny bit about when he's describing 
Um, I just won't. I can't say it now. I just can't. <laughs> canceled. You're finished. You have been canceled. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, by the way, really quick. Yeah. <clears throat> did it ever occur to you with Cockblocker you could say, you won't get saved by the bell oh, this time? fuck me. I I'm coming to you next. <laughs> Zach, just go and write Cockblocker too. Zach, like, he's an yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, Corey and I come up with some good stuff every yeah. now and then. <laughs> there, there, there is a part in there where um, the headmaster of the school, the, the principal of the school, is going to say something to her, and she goes, "Oh, I'll save by the bell," and then just runs off, and the bell goes. So th- there's something. <laughs> but what I should have used it as a Freddy Krueger style one-liner. I know I failed. And is Roxy the 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 model oh, on the cover? Oh, of and the book? everyone sure. says this, and no, oh. she's not. She's genuinely not. And everyone said, "Oh, really? you, yeah, she's not." Nope. No. I would have bet. I would have bet a thousand dollars that Suspiria Land. By the way, great cover by Suspiria Land. As always, yep. we absolutely yep. love her artwork. But I thought right when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, cool! Uh, you know, uh, makes sense." David gave probably gave her a, a, a Roxy photo for for right? reference. No, I genuinely you know? did. I went to um uh, like Shutterstock and just found a stock in me. I, I literally Googled grinning girl. And I found that really? picture. Yeah, and I found that picture and then added it in and then said, "Just do something that kind of looks like this." And everyone says, oh, so Roxy's on the cover. But then I got Roxy to pull the face, and I was like, yeah, okay, it does actually really look like you. I mean, I got my Electric Heart CD right over here signed, and I'm looking back and forth, and I'm like, it looks just it's like the Roxy. Same person. It's the same person. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same picture. It's the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's the same person. It's the same person. Yeah, but it's great artwork, and uh, again, I always love Suspiria Land. She did uh, the cover for our uh, 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 Seven Winters Alone, and then she also she's done so many of your covers now. Yeah, I think um, she's done she five. Do the, she's, she's, did she do the wow. uh, Bloody Tracks of Bigfoot? No, 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 that, that wasn't. Yeah. Right. That doesn't look like her, but that's no. a good one too. I like you have you pick some good uh, cover artists, man. I am um, well. What how I go about those covers? I always do mock-ups, so I design mock-ups, and then I know that a lot of the artists I, I work with. They always say you give us so much more than anyone else because I basically it that that kind of exists really rough, and I give it to them say make this, do this, but perfect, and they come back. And there's always minimal changes because I always pretty much know what I want from a cover, you know. Some of them I've done myself, like the previous ones. Were, that was completely me. That that was just photography, I, and yeah, that was. And that's that one was of my Roxy on the cover, actually. right? That was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't use it for everything. Let's be serious. I'm not. I'm not Rob Zombie. Like, you're not Rob me. Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Fortunately, you're not Rob Zombie. <laughs> I know. I know. Very fortunately. I was gonna say uh, you should have a follow up to uh, the wheelchair camp, or a, or a maybe a uh, what do you call it? Um, where you where you make another series based on the series? What is that called? Uh, spinoff. 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 Yeah. You could call it Cripple Creek. Cripple Creek. <laughs> I think I'm cancelled, Zach. Zach. Yeah, you're hey, cancelled. Zach, you're cancelled for having an idea. That's a song. It's a song from the band. You, you I'm tell just saying, that. That's a you song from Twitter the band. That. Yeah, yeah. It's a song. I'm cancelled. I'm just saying it because uh, someone in your book might like the the band the band and. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> hey, uh, si- side note, total deviation side note. So, you know, we just broke down um, Treasure of the Four Crowns a couple weeks ago. Uh, did you have you seen Treasure of the Four Crowns? I was listening to that episode today and I got about <laughs> a third of the way into it. And, I, and well, when you put the picture up, I thought I, I, I would never watch this movie. As soon as I said yes, as you guys, I oh, know I would. But like, if if we were in the video store and it was the eighties and that was there in amongst other things, that wouldn't be the first choice to go to. 
Definitely. Yes, it would. Oh, okay, maybe it would. <laughs> but but when you guys are breaking, I was convinced I haven't seen this film. But when you started breaking it down, I've got a funny feeling I have seen this movie. I think you. Have. I think I have seen it. I think. I, I have. think we were with you when you watched it when you were a child. In spirit in person. Yes. yes. Both. Either. Either. <laughs> <laughs> the good news yeah, is it's then, uh, free on YouTube, so you can uh, watch that. But I don't know, man. The uh, the Blu-ray, the Kino Blu-ray comes it. with that uh, those 3D glasses. How good is it's, the 3D it, on that Blu-ray? I'm very. Oh, you can is watch it? it for you can watch it for like you know 10 minutes before you want to throw up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna I wanna bring up the 3D thing really quick mm. because uh, I just talked about this the other day and I had a moment. It it segues into Werewolf, by the nice. way. Oh, the TV nice. show. Nice. Yeah, the TV show. So um, have you guys, uh, Corey, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with this publishing company, Blackthorn Publishing? Yes, that actually does sound familiar. So I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, a future episode of $2 Late Fee features something connected with Black Shor- Blackthorn Publishing. And I started going on a rabbit hole. I'm like, why do I know that publishing company? And I started looking up their titles. They put out, a were- they put out the Werewolf comic book. Ah. They put out a Star Wars comic book a transformers comic book a red heat comic book a rambo 3 comic book almost all of them in 3d no oh, way. so they were the, th- the 3d people to do that so I, w- I think they also put out a comic book uh Dan- dave stevens who does um the rocketeer i had a 3d comic by him and i think it was called like space vixens or something like that yep um, i think so and it was it was because his 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 artwork's hot um, but it was in 3D and everything. And, yeah, that sounds familiar. And I was like, because you're rattling them off. And I'm like, why Star Wars? Marvel had that license at the time. Right. But they probably also. They, sublet, they probably sublet it or whatever you want to call that um, to this company. Because this company must have been the people that did th- everything 3D. So that's interesting, dude. Yeah, I had the Red Heat. I love, I'm sure you guys do. I know, David, you love movie adaptations of, uh, you know, that. that oh, yeah, novelizations. Movies that are made into yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Novelizations, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, but these were like the comic book novelizations of Red Heat and Rambo and Rambo 3. And um, Red Sonia is another one they did. And they go for a pretty good amount on eBay now. But I'm like, maybe I need to restart this collection again because. <laughs> red heat in a comic book That's form insane. come on in 3D cool comic book, yeah. even better yes so so when he says avenge me it's, it's all in 3D <laughs> yes yeah. yeah and you know the the vixens in um in your comic book they just come popping out at you I can see a little little Cory Gory with his 3D glasses on <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> and of course the one I got was the only one with like all chicks on the cover and everything yeah, close <laughs> enough to touch <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's awesome that the Kino Blu-ray comes with both versions of that 3D yeah. they even have the modern version where you use your regular glasses so it looks fine but the i mean you also got to keep in mind i'm watching the blue and red one over my glasses you know so there was kind of just it didn't work great but like if i could get it sort of tight enough it it would be fine so if you have contacts or huh how blind are you without your glasses? <laughs> you guys, you guys are just blurry human blur squatches. You know what I mean? So yeah. Did, I, it, now, for those of right you there. guys that are listening to this and not watching this, is the minute he took his glasses off, he went cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately <laughs> canceled. My eyeballs like canceled. Steve, Steve Brule. <laughs> he pulled a Brule. But yeah, it, I mean, David, if you watched it, because I don't think you don't need glasses, right? You just. 
you're fine. I use your my eyes. eyeballs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably yeah. be okay. It would probably be okay. <laughs> have, have, have you guys ever seen the Friday the 13th Part 3 Blu-ray? 3D Blu-ray? Have you, have yeah, because... Have you got the 3D yeah, it, it's uh Do they have it in the blue and red version? or is It's it only the blue the... and red. And do you know what? I think that's the best 3D film uh, I've seen on Blu-ray. Because even I've got the I've got the Freddy's dead with the yeah three D where he puts his glasses Jesus on fucking Christ three D Freddy it's vision. one of the worst it's the worst it's so bad it's the worst it's terrible I have those glasses still by so do me. I so do I so do I of course yeah, you do of course. so we're brothers from another scene exactly but that someone on YouTube actually took the end of Freddy's dead and actually made it into proper three D Freddy oh he's got it yeah. It must have. Of course, you got it. Of course, it's good. So this has this has the the 3D version on it as well. I think it does. If it's not that box set, it's the box set before. Now I remember. Actually, I think it does because I think they. I have a replacement disc in here. Okay. They just had to send out a replacement because I think the original it didn't have the 3D and everyone's right. like, what? Yeah, yeah. And then they had then they had to send out I think like three replacement discs and I think the one they did it has the actual 3D version. Yeah, on yeah, it. gotcha. It's weird though. It doesn't really. I don't really see it touted up though, like on the back features. Because I because I've still got say... the previous box set, and the previous mm. Blu-ray box set does have the 3D version in there. And and the 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 biggest hardest sell for a movie is showing it to Roxy, because that that is the point where it's like, is this any good to a general audience? Because I do consider a, a general audience to some of these horror oh. films. And yeah. I've shown her stuff, and she's like, "Why are we watching this? This is terrible." And it's like, oh, "Okay, I'll turn it off." Why well, is this child's band shit? Turn it off. Okay, yeah, no worries. But the, <gasps> but the, um, she's not that harsh. I'm, I'm being. Uh, She'll is, like Treasure of the Four Crowns. It's so bad. It's actually like she like she like you. Know? She like you. And I was surprised by that. She really liked you. Then she'll like Treasure of the Four Crowns. Yeah, yeah. But I showed her th- Friday the Thirteenth three D with the glasses, and she was like, "Oh, this never works." And, and with that one, she was like, this is really good. And that she, that was the only Friday the 13th she watched all the way through. And she was like, the 3D is perfect, you know. And what other 3, 3D movies did you got? And I got the 3D Freddy vision on. She was like, yeah, this sucks. I was like, yeah, it really does suck. It's terrible. I know. You know, I think that's the one thing that I love more about the 13th series versus Freddy is it never went. The, the, the Jason never went, you know, well, he couldn't with his one-liners. He didn't go comical. He didn't go you know, accessible for a larger audience. He always stayed dark. And, um, you know, meanwhile, Freddy is like, you know, ha ha. Oh, my friend. The jokester. Remember the, the broomstick? I'll get your own well, soul, right. too. Ha ha. Say by the bell? I don't think so. You know, I, I always, I'm always, I'm very open about the fact that I grew up on Friday the 13th. Uh, that's my favorite franchise, slasher franchise. But also, Jason X is my favorite of the series. Um, very much quickly followed by part two. So I, I love it like on one end and I love the other end of the spectrum. But Zach, to your point, what I think I what I think works about Jason X and what people sort of forget is that even though the movie's preposterous, Jason still acts the same in he that movie. He doesn't change. He doesn't change at all. No. And I think that movie proves the point that like zombies, you can just drop Jason into sort of any scenario and he's entertaining because he's always just going to be himself, you know? And I yeah. like that. I think that's yeah, what they I, needed I think, to do with that series. Yeah. I think that was the best way, just to drop Jason into different situations. I think that's the only uh, way yeah, for it to and survive, I, I, and it works. It just works. 
It does. And I think I, to this day, I still think the Michael Bay, uh, like kind of reboot is, is, Oh, I like it. Yeah. Scary. I watched yeah, that I about a week it. ago. Yeah. And, and it still holds up. It you holds can still up. treat that like a sequel. You could just say, Oh yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a modern sequel and it works. Yeah. But then well, I thought the genius of that is it, it doesn't replace the entire series or change anything. It only replaces like two movies. It like takes out like part two and three takes them out and then just puts this in. And then, yeah. and then you can actually keep extrapolating the rest of the series outward, you know? Well, the, the writers of the remake were the same guys that did Freddy versus Jason, and they said, secretly, we wanted to try and make this. They, they wanted to make it a secret sequel. They wanted to kind of, yeah, we've changed enough that you could go, yeah, because it's never had the best, but in a way, it kind of has. It has had the best uh, consistency, uh, story-wise, because, I mean, Halloween's been rebooted like, six five six times now uh but that that there is a chronological yeah. order with friday the 13th and it was terrible at the time when you used to watch it and it's like this timeline i don't understand but when you look back at it now in the tapestry of like all these films it's like oh no they they were trying at least and like the freddy they were yeah. trying as well but yeah halloween kind of broke everything and friday the 13th it, it you can see how that remake would fit in as a sequel it, you you, you there's enough there to get away with saying that that it is a sequel a modern day yeah because texas chainsaw massacre spent way too many time going oh wait this is this is before everything yeah, happened exactly. oh, this is a reboot yeah. oh this is after everything happened oh wh where i don't know where we are i never liked yeah. that texas chainsaw remake if that's 20 years no, old that I is 20 either. years old like this week wow. i think we yeah. are old fellas oh, we are jessica beale the jessica beale one it's twentieth wow. anniversary this no. week. Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember yeah. going to the theater to see it. I remember thinking, how can you remake <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And I went to see it and came back and went, Oh yeah, you can't. And I continued with life. No. I, I was just talking about you know, Bodie is at this age now where he he well, he has been for a little while now. He's very fascinated with horror films and, and wants to know. I was gonna to talk to you about this about. I was gonna yeah, but carry on. I bet you you'll bring oh, okay. yeah, yeah, carry on. No, Perfect no. segue yeah, yeah. then. Um because we just watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which I now will confirm that I believe that that is the best Indiana Jones movie, period. Oh, you haven't seen the uh, new one though. Come on. I'm, we're going to see it this weekend. We're going to. I'm sure it's going sure to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, but you know, he he was at the arcade over the weekend at a birthday party, and he played the Aliens game uh, that they had there. And we started talking about Aliens because he was super obsessed about it and really into the game. And and I said we should watch the movie. And then I showed him the trailer, and he says I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> so he he loves the idea. And he always obviously hears me talk about, because of this show, what what movies I watched when I was a kid, what traumatized me as a kid, why it traumatized me. And he, I think because he's such a great – he's a storyteller. Like he, he's a DM. He loves to play Dungeons and & Dragons and world build, right? Um, so the fantasy is cool. But the reality, when he watches it, he's like, nah, not yet. He's just not there yet, you know. And he did want to watch. I was talking to Lee Germaney. Lee Germaney's daughter is 10. She showed He showed her Jason Takes Manhattan because uh, pup, Muppets Take Manhattan? <laughs> Wait, Jason. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> Muppets and Jason Take Manhattan. Um, because that was like the least, least gory, non-sexual film of the entire series, right? And... Uh, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll show Bodhi that one because he he wants to watch these like 
he wants to get into the franchises. Yeah. But I, I'm still holding on to, I know his innocence will pretty much be gone after <laughs> he toe dips into these yeah. franchises. Six. <laughs> Aliens it, part, included. Part six, Friday the 13th, part six, because it is slightly more comedic. I would say maybe that one would be the best. That's the one I started on, six. And look how I turned six out. Is, everything's okay. great. It turned out just fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Look, we're all three of us are artists, uh, and I love the artist uh, lifestyle, and I love the artist mentality. And you know, if Bodie ends up becoming an artist as he gets older, God bless it. You know, whatever he wants to be, it's all good. But uh, the, the, but I think having that experience watching these horror films as kid, as a kid, and movies like Treasure of the Four Crowns, which is so bonkers, uh, it just really shapes who you are as a yeah, person. It does. I mean, he just hears me talking about it and he gets inspired. So he starts telling me he's like doing a uh, dungeon master game and he's going into like using elements of Treasure of the Four Crowns, you know, where there's these four crystals. And I'm like, this is good stuff, man. Like we watched Temple of Doom and he was not scared by any of it. In fact, uh, he's like he, he now judges a film by he wants to see. Action, gore, and a little bit of romance. Uh, a little like, bit, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, he's here now we go. Into here it. we go. He doesn't tell me about that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but I think Temple of Doom checked all those boxes off. It's got the least annoying um, buddies in it. And it's got Short Round, who is unbelievably great as a sidekick to mm. Indiana yeah, Jones. And I always like And it's great round. for kids. It's a great, it's a great gateway to kids because that's how you connect. Well, I mean, I love that movie. I thought it was great. I mean, I, you know, I showed my nephew Raiders of the Lost Ark um, and he's eight years old. He's almost eight. He's he's about eight. So he's, a, you know, a couple years behind Bodie. And, you know, he's watching it and everything. And he's like, you know, he, he wasn't really connecting with Indiana Jones because he was like, this guy, is, he literally said to me, he's like, why is he so happy about murdering people? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, the people that he's murdering gleefully, they're like the worst people in the world. But like to my nephew, it was just a white guy killing other white guys. Like there was mm-hmm. no context to it whatsoever. So he's just like, why am I rooting for this guy who's <laughs> happy about killing people who I have no idea if they're bad or good. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. And then, of course, I have to be like, so there's these people called Nazis. You'll learn about them later. They're pretty Show them shockwaves. They're pretty bad, so that's that's it. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Um, well, I, I think that's the thing about Temple is that you don't he's, – he's not – he kind of goes in on a on a mission to sail to save this uh, village, yeah. right? To bring back the rock. There's more of a. It's more clear who the bad people are in that, right? Yeah, there's mm. a more heroic purpose in Temple of Doom versus him just being in it for like, well, they mentioned honor and glory through this whole thing, but then he, it's not about that at all. It's about him helping this community, and that I think was what makes the makes it a little bit tighter, in my opinion. Well, and. Kind of to go back to the the kid talk too, Zach. It's interesting. I know you don't play a lot of video games, like like new video games and stuff in the house and everything. Um, but my brother in law does. So my nephew, he knows who all the slashers are because my brother in law plays Dead by Daylight, you know, and shows it to him. He's been this kid's been watching him play Dead by Daylight for years, and cool. so he knows who Jason is. And even though Jason isn't in it, but he still knows who he is because of it, and, and Michael Myers and all these people and stuff. And then he he actually plays that aliens fire team elite, so he knows what you know xenomorph looks like and everything. But then, 
you know, I was playing the game with him and everything, and he saw a facehugger, and he's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of paused the game. I was like, look, so the facehugger comes, jumps on your face and implants an embryo in your chest, and then the alien that you've been fighting, it explodes out of their chest. And as I'm explaining this to him, he's just like, <laughs> you know, like horrified. And I'm like, see, there's still surprises to this. Like just because you play the video game and they've made aliens not as scary, the movie's right. still pretty damn scary, you know? And right. but he's still it's and it's kind of going what Zach says. He hears about it all the time from me, how much I love that movie. And I mean, my God, there's no movie's ever been hyped up in one kid's head like Aliens has. Um, of course. And, and he just can't wait to watch it. He can't wait to watch it. But, you know, I keep telling him when you're eight years old, then we can cross that bridge. But that's in a couple months. So, you know, and I'm just going to tell him, like, my biggest concern with Aliens is the length. Two and a half hours. It's not a lot. It's not action all the time. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know how well he's going to sit through that. Um, I'm not so worried about the action-y stuff, but... Yeah, he might be a little shocked because I don't think his parents show. He doesn't see that much gore, you know. I think that opening scene is going to be intense where Ripley gets her, but has a nightmare. Yeah, and the fact that it never burst through as a kid always freaked me out, you know, because the skin just kept going. Um, that always, so yeah, that always reminds me of Fly 2 when she gives birth to the maggot. Do you remember that? They're, they're yes. very similar. They're two things as a kid I remember being like, oh, oh my god, that, that body horror kind of uh, stuff going on. Yeah. Wasn't there a similar thing in V? Didn't she give she gave birth, birth to, to a lizard, to a lizard baby? <laughs> yeah. That's cute. I saw That's that as cute. a kid. I, I spoke about that for months, like weeks, months after that happened. Because we watched it and the first, the first one comes out and it's like, a, no, the first baby, there's two babies. The yeah, there's first, two babies. Yeah. There's one lizard and one human. No, right? there's the first one that comes out and it's human, and they're going, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." And the forked lizard tongue comes out of the normal baby's mouth, and it was like, "Oh That's my right. god!" And they take that <laughs> one away, and then the next thing you know, you see the doctor's face drop and his eyes are popping out, and the next thing you know, there's the green puppet full lizards coming out. And I remember watching that with my sister, and my sister was screaming like, <laughs> "What the hell is going on?" And that that really made an impact. Yeah, that giving giving birth to things as a child or alien creatures definitely yeah ruins you as a human being. Isn't there some a, scene, a similar scene in Extra like that? Oh as well? yeah, she goes she gives birth to a full grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's just... that's a that's a man. That's baby. A man. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's what I, I was thinking, that. Zach. That's because yeah. you know they've got the Arrow box set. I was trying to I was going to pull the trigger on it today. The video store box set. Mine's coming today. It should be. It's, was, it's out for delivery as we speak. I, I was at work Damn, today and lucky. I had my phone in my hand and it was by now. My finger was hovering over. I was like, do I spend this money right now? I don't have this. I need a new phone. I need to get the car fixed. And it's like, but I want this Blu-ray box. <laughs> I Shall I do it? And I didn't do it. I've got it in my basket, but I haven't purchased it yet. Dude, mm. I mean, it costs the whole box set. Costs as much as if you were to just buy dolls. It's true. The Shop yeah, Factory yeah. dolls on eBay. Yeah. Because that thing, that thing lasted like nine months, and then it went boom, like out of print, and then it went boom, like a hundred bucks on eBay. Yeah, but dolls here, you can get dolls for seven ninety nine. This is what I mean. Like, Fuck. I know it's insane. It's seven seven times. How many movies do you get? Five. You get five. You get five yeah. movies. Arena. Um, dolls. Du- Dungeon Robot dolls. Jocks. Robot, Robot jocks. jocks. Dungeon master. Oh, and, Cellar uh, Dweller. Cellar Dweller, yeah. Probably the Which only is... one I didn't care about was Dungeon Master. And then oh. and then I saw somebody on the Instagram feed, you know, one of our we follow, and they posted a clip from it. And I was like, oh, 
That actually looks yeah. kind of cool. So now I haven't seen Cellar Dweller. I haven't seen uh, that one. Um, I really, I just bought it for robot jocks and dolls, honestly. Mm. I, I mean, truthfully, I've been wanting both of those Blu-rays for years, and I don't think robot jocks ever even came out on Blu-ray. So No. Robot Wars, I think, came robot out Robot Wars is on Blu-ray, yeah, title. definitely. Yeah. That's Full but, Moon, right? Yeah. But uh, this is this, when that came out, it really made me think, because the whole thing of that box set is oh yeah physical media the video store is back again and it really made me think about Bodie as in the fact that he's not gonna I remember vividly going into video store seeing those covers and those covers haunting me and I remember book covers haunting me the original book cover for Stephen King's Cujo where it's a kid with a lighter and he's in the dark and the dog's just jumping out of the dark at him and that really played on my mind but you have the advantage of the fact that you buy all these Blu-rays and you have them in your home, so he still yeah. can have that experience. And I was wondering, does he have that experience where he walks up to like your DVD collection and take things off, takes something off, and it's just looking at the cover and it's like, what's, what's sometimes, this? yeah, yeah, he he does sometimes because I have like the pad movies that are ready to go mm-hmm. near our Blu-ray and. You know, his all the animated movies are right next to like where our sound system is. So he's looking at that, too. He he doesn't uh, he will spend some time looking at the covers and ask about it. I've shown him, you know, the one that uh, Corey's going to break down that I'm going to break down for the next month. Corey's my pick for Corey mm-hmm. um, is uh, he looked at that and he was asking about it. I'm like, well, what's it look like? He goes, well, it looks cool. I said, yeah, I said. There was a time when just because the art looked really good doesn't mean the inside's going to be really good. But in this case, I think it matches up, you know. But, yeah, he's, like, fascinated by it. He was looking at Space Raiders. I showed this earlier before we went online. Um, Space Raiders, I think I saw this in the theater, actually, because wow. it's rated PG. It's a quote-unquote kids movie. Um, it's made of snippets of other films, isn't it? It's made of snippets of other films. They've they reused lots of footage I, from other things and mixed it all in there. And the Space Raid, there's something else where they use a lot of Space Raiders footage in that film as well. It's, was it Battle Beyond the Stars? Is there something or? about a kid surfing through TV? It's a Roger Corman thing, isn't it? And he, and he surfs oh, yeah, through different yeah. TV, uh, di- different movies on a TV, and he goes into Space Raiders. And they cut, and they cut it kind of well. Like You, you kind of believe the kids... Because there's the kid in there in this movie, and I think the kid in the other movie takes his place. All the shot reverse shot, when you're looking over the shoulder of the kid, it's the, the other kid from the other movie. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, the only thing I remember about Space Raiders is I loved Ice Pirates as a kid, and yes. I rented Space Raiders either by accident because I wanted Ice Pirates or I was hoping it would be similar. I just remember when I was watching, I was like, Oh, this isn't as good as Ice Pirates. <laughs> you know. It's not. I don't think a lot of things are as good as Ice Pirates. Sure. I love that movie, man. <laughs> Here's a question. Is this as good as Ice Pirates? Oh, Village, Village of the, of the Damn. The nice damn. segue. Oh, nice segue. Dude, that was a... Uh... That, I was not expecting to like that movie as much as I did. I think uh, I think Chris, yeah. Christopher Reeve really helped that uh, the likability yeah, factor of that yeah. film. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about it? What are your thoughts on it, David? Share us, share it with us. Um, I've got kind of a long history with that because it's uh, very much like a piece of British culture in a way, like horror culture. Because I've still got the. Can you guys? Can you see that? Can you see? Yeah, guys? see the original. Yeah, yeah. there yeah, it is. Beautiful. Look at that. Yep. Like, Oh, wow, yeah, big, no, box. big box. Oh, yeah. that's, is that? Oh, Look at this bad boy. Look at that on there, on the spine. 
wow and uh, that would go for a pretty penny on eBay. can you see that in there it's got the mgm yeah, logo yeah. yeah embossed in there it's very clean it's oh, very clean man that's a, that's a beautiful uh case man oh yeah i love it that this this here when i was at film school um they were turning over to dvd and they took all the vhs and this was literally pulled from the trash they trashed this they threw it in wow. the trash big piles of and i took everything that was good and that was that's where it came from this was a, a one of the uh, uh films in the video library in a film school which just if got... they could only look forward in time that film school would be rich right now if they could sell those VHS so dumb tapes. so i've got king kong as well same big box you can open up and everything i've wow. got quite a few of them from there but um but that that here like it's um it's just uh because it's a british movie and john Wyndham who did they're the triffids as well and wrote midwich cuckoos um his legacy is kind of here and it's something that comes up in like pop culture over here a lot like it, it's something that every day you could you go somewhere and it's like jesus this place is like the village of the damned it's just something people say so it's something that i've known about for a long time but i really like the original uh i i you got I, I would definitely say you guys should see it it's very economical compared to the carpenter one the carpenter one definitely adds the kirstie alley character which kind of feels like a female cigarette smoking man from x-files in a way um it, yeah. it adds some extra stuff in there which is quite interesting in the carpenter one but the original is they're, they're kind of beat for beat but they just play things different ways but the the original is very much from a male point of view you don't seem any which is odd for a movie about the 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 subject matter about people getting pregnant by some alien force but it's very much from the male point of view and how it affects the males in the village um but so they're different moves and i think the carpenter one definitely taps in more to the female point of view uh and how it affects them yeah. uh, in his version but i really like the original and i remember i mean like you guys i was buying fango at the time um and i saw this previewed in fango and i was like well i need to see this an interesting thing yeah. is, if you think about it, the way Carpenter designed the kids is black and white, like the original film. He's given that yeah, monochrome yeah. look. So it kind of, mm -hmm. it, it's clever. It's a clever way of doing it, uh, an update yeah, to that. that's cool. And, um, I thought about that. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did a good job. He, you can tell that, you know, he's a gun for hire on some of these things. But I think he yeah. did put a lot of thought into this design in it and trying to keep it authentic. And I remember when this, like I said, I remember the Fango... I remember the. I remember walking into a movie. Then this happened a couple of times, and two of the things that uh, I'll be talking about is John Carpenter films. But I remember walking into a movie theater and seeing the banners like hanging in the lobby, and one of them was for In the Mouth of Madness. And I was like, Oh my god, I need to see this thing. And then right. it never went to the theater over here. It went straight to video. And I thought, I can't believe they advertised it in the theater and it didn't come out. And then the second one was Village of the Damned, and they had the whole like great big banner hanging up. I just vividly remember it and thinking, I, and I was like 14, I was like, I need to see this thing. John Carpenter's Village of the Dam, like, this is going to be awesome. And it just disappears. like, where the hell is it? And, it? and it just came out. It was just in blockbusters on the shelf. And it's, oh, okay. Wow. But I, I, I forgot until you guys started talking about it, how much I liked it. And I think, I'm, I know you're going deeper into the rest of what's left. The scraps of the copy, well, and the you're going to be on the Ghost I know, of Mars I know. episode. I've already got a copy of that for this. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a reluctant buy, um, but I think Village of the Dam, John Carpenter's Village of the Dam, I think is good. I think it's really good. I think it's better than it has to be. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah and, I agree. which is interesting because he was a gun for hire on that one, like you said. But I think he's got a bit more passion for it because, he, like, when you go back to, because uh, I know he likes the Quatermass experiment, doesn't he, and that kind of stuff, and um, he yeah. kind of delves into a bit of that with Prince of Darkness, and I think that's genuinely where his interest kind kind of goes more into the science fiction kind of stuff, science fiction horror. And I think this is kind of a, a direct feed into what, like the thing, like we all think John Carpenter's the thing, but it's not John Carpenter's the thing, but he made a no. really good definitive version of the thing. And I think yeah. Village of the Damned fed into what he looks for in a project. So uh, no one really says, no one, uh, people just say Village of the Damned. No one says John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. They should, they probably should. And, I've, and some people do, probably do, but you don't really... It's kind of something that's fallen in, in the cracks slightly, isn't it? In in his filmography, Village of the Damned. It was... Yeah. It, it I, didn't I'd really... say I don't... It doesn't immediately jump out in my head at this era. I always, I always think of Escape from L.A., you know, I think of In the Mouth of Madness. And this is, you know, I think of Ghost to Mars, yeah. but this is right in that era as well. And I never think about it. And it's weird, too, because... Uh, you know, In the Mouth of Madness had a weird release uh, dates to it. Like, it came out, I think, in Canada first or something. And then it actually came out the same year in the U.S. that Village of the Damned came out. So it's kind of like you had both of them, two John Carpenter movies in the same year, if mm. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a little dumped on. Yeah. Like yeah. They just dumped them well, out. It's like, yeah, we, we don't know to put it. Let's drop it here, you know? Well, this definitely, like, like what I'm saying, is, it's like I saw the, 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 the banner in the lobby and then it just disappears straight yeah. to video. And it's... It, in my mind, when you say Village of the Damned, I think more probably because where I live and where I come from of the of the British film, the original film, I think more of that. Um, and then when you guys brought it up, it just it just brought back memories. Like, oh yeah, that was good. I enjoyed watching that, and I remember that end scene with Christopher Reeve and the and and the visual of the wall and everything. I was like, oh yeah, this is a really good film, and I watched it last night, and. Um, and I sat down and it was, uh, I, I didn't pick the phone up once. I was just completely engaged with it. It was just like, oh yeah, this is, I'm really enjoying this. This is, this is good. This doesn't get as much love as it should do. This is really good. Yeah, it's easy to get engrossed with it. I, I was I was obsessed with Michael Prey at the time. And and I liked Christopher Reeve a lot too. And I, I was really, I think, enthralled by the casting choices throughout the whole movie, um, which is why it always strikes a chord with mm. me. And like I said in the in the Carpenter Factor episode, I, I saw it in the theater. Um, I think that if this movie came out in the eighties, it would have been better. Yeah, definitely. I think something about something about his spark that he had in the eighties, his energy he had in the eighties, uh, which is you know we pretty much said almost all his eighties movies are are in the top of his top of the list so far. Um, the nineties just got like weak, you know. Yeah. Yeah, hey, the sauce. The sauce was weak in the '90s. Weak sauce. <laughs> did um, have you guys ever seen the interview he did on set, John Carpenter? Have you ever seen that? Oh, of this, the village of, of the, the village of the damned. Yeah. Is it on the Blu-ray? I don't know because I, I don't have the blue. I've just got the DVD. But I remember when it was on like Entertainment Tonight. I think and it might have been on it. something like that. But it's on YouTube, definitely. And you see Carpenter, and it's and he and he's filming the interview when um. He's shooting the scene, his cameo, when he's by the phone in the brown leather jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's so happy. He is, yeah. he's, this is, and he's saying, this is where I wanted to be in my career, making these kind of movies 
for a studio and I've got a three picture deal and this is this is what I want to be doing. And so you can kind of tell he had some he had some real enthusiasm for doing this. And I mean you think this was a this was a universal. I mean the thing was a universal when it failed, didn't it? And it took I think it took this amount of time to build up the goodwill to go, oh well actually, yeah, with that the thing did gangbusters on VHS. So let's bring you back right. in there and, and do some more stuff like that. And I think for him it, in his mind it must have been like the second coming. It was the second chance. So right now I can do this the way I want to do it. They want me to do this stuff. And he wanted to do a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. This was supposed to be his stepping stone. Uh, to that was his that was his passion project. So I also wonder how much of his giddiness uh, is was from the prospect. Of I think doing it that. was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so correct. too. Yeah. And unfortunately, it got ripped away from him when when Village of the Dam didn't do well at bought the box office either. But yet, it, it's it's one of his strongest second half uh, of his career movies. I this is I genuinely I know I've kind of advocated this, but I genuinely think doing the Craven connection is is totally to, to, totally the the thing. That you can kind of hold a mirror up to Carpenter and Craven where they were in Debbie the, the car, Debbie the car, Craven <laughs> Coscarelli, Craven Coscarelli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just a bachelor party, bro. It's totally bachelor party. Uh, but when it comes to, I'm going to be like they're going to do Craven, and all of a sudden it's going to be podcasting after dark, after dark presents the Happy Hooper Hour. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, we were gonna Presents, announce fuck this. Fuck you, David. Yeah, fuck you, David. The Happy Hooper Hour. <laughs> we are gonna cover all of uh, John Schlesinger's movies, including <laughs> The Believers. No, um, it, it, I know we're, we're we're toying around. This is behind the scenes stuff. Hmm. Everyone listening and watching with our next auteur because we're not too far away from wrapping up John Carpenter and. You know, the, the prospects of doing someone with a smaller filmography, it looks very promising because we can, you know, that won't, or versus someone who, uh, you know, has a huge story career. We were, we will be getting to, to uh, what Craven is on our list. We will get to him, whether he's next or not. You'll have to stay tuned to this. The, the to Romero see. Roundup. Yes, if we do music <laughs> from the heart. Um, <laughs> But I think it's kind of interesting, like where they were at certain points in time, because I think at one point Craven was trying to find his Halloween. I think Craven wanted a Halloween like John Carpenter had. Clearly. And then he got Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think later on with their career, I mean, you got to think about what was happening at this time, literally the same time as Village of the Damned, where Carpenter was doing this stuff and it wasn't working. That's when Craven was having a complete career revival was scream wasn't he right. he, he yeah. hit it he hit it. The, the the last part of wes craven's career is what i think john carpenter wanted and he never got but so i i this um for everyone who is not a patron to two dollar late fee this will be an exclusive to you but we interviewed Jill Sholin for two dollar late fee. That's our upcoming guest for the month of July, and um, and we did a two dollar six question segment with Jill Sholin. And David asked some really great questions to Jill, which she appreciated. And you'll hear the answers to those questions. But I will I will just tease it by saying she does talk about working with Wes Craven on the TV film Chiller, which starred Michael Beck, mm -hmm. and the original title it was under. Um, and she talks about her opinion of Scream and what Scream should have paid homage to or homage, uh, but it did not. And 
Corey and I talked about this the other day. I know when, what you're talking about. When you when you pay tribute to somebody, like Quentin Tarantino acknowledges the films that he does, and and then says, you know, oh, I I I got this from this movie or that from that movie, Reservoir Dogs. There's this great movie, City on Fire. You got to check it out. And, and people go, oh, that's cool. You know, there were people that were like, oh, he bid off that movie. Well, yeah. no, but he also acknowledges that he yeah, did, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but then you make a movie or a TV show and people go, why do I feel like this is familiar to me? But the directors are like, you know, oh, uh, huh? no, what this movie? is something that I've, yeah, I've never heard of. It's, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like when Cunningham uh, said about uh, Jason Goes to Hell. It's Everyone's like, oh, it's just The Hidden. And he's like, well, I've never seen The Hidden before. I didn't rip off The Hidden. But no, it, it, and, and Zach, what was our thing? If you cite your source, it's an homage. If you don't cite your source, it's a ripoff. And Cunningham mm-hmm. should have just been like, yeah, I love that movie. That was freaking a great idea. I thought it would work well for Jason, you know? And you can hear so more he, about this so coming just, soon on Cunningham's Corner. <laughs> and and Jill Sholin brings up a particular movie that she was in that shares a connection to Scream, and we're like, I know the yeah, movie. I think buy, buy a bag, you'll go home in a box. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out what it is you know. when you listen to that uh, that that segment. Uh, well, Zach, I did just want to uh, uh, switch gears really quick, so I wanted to talk about. Our, you know what? Let me. Uh, I can't our picks. do. Uh, you know what? Ah, shoot. I was gonna say our, our, our Well, the thing is, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to edit this because I can't edit videos. So that's gonna suck. But uh, <laughs> so this is actually the last wrap up after dark before of season four. We don't make too big of pomp and circumstance about our seasons but we do have you know these posters that dan parker does and uh he's working currently working on our season four poster now um and then hopefully we're going to have him on the show next month on wrap up after dark so we can talk to him uh that's been a long time coming i've been wanting to have dan on here for a while but as you all know he's done you know three posters for us for the first three seasons uh and we are wrapping up season four so the last episode, which I have to re- edit this weekend, The Believers. Uh, thank you to Cam Sully for for picking that one for us to do. Uh, it's Believers! a long episode. It's, it's a long episode. But uh, and Zach oh, and I have David. a lot of discussions. But it's not like a bit heavy episode. There's not like a lot of laughs and jokes in that one because it's a heavy movie. You know. I know there's a lot of laughs and jokes when it comes to music. And... Yeah, that's true. That is true. But the themes are pretty we shit on pretty heavy. <laughs> But uh, so unfortunately, I can't just pull up like the last calendar year on Spotify. But uh, let's just do the last, you know, the, the last month like we always do. Um, starting at number five, we got Fulci Zombie. So that's been uh, doing pretty good for us. Um, number four, our Richard Band interview did really well. Really interesting. Yeah, and and I mean that's one of our older patreon interviews you know because we've we've been releasing the the patreon stuff out into the wild but i'm glad we're doing it you know zach because we're getting a lot of listens to them now and everything versus the patreon stuff so um you know just there's more people out there so really appreciate that uh number three and it just dropped treasure of the four condoms (laughs) dude i think people were just like what the fuck is this movie (laughs) they they just like popped it in really quick they were wait till you see my next pick oh man um number two tv obscura captain power did really well for us and i 
I had a feeling it would, and it took some extra effort uh, for me to fix that episode in post because um, I accidentally recorded to the wrong microphone on my on my computer, and it just it was so hollow. My my sound was so hollow and bad. It would have been unusable if not for this Adobe Podcast Enhance program that Dustin, uh, our buddy Zach's co-host at $2 Lay Fee, uh, really saved our asses with that one. So he sent that over. I ran my track through there, had to do some tinkering and everything, but I was able to salvage it. Um, my buddy Tim from Talking Back, he was he just hit me up. He's like, did you have a different mic on that episode? And I was like, no. I, was, I told him what happened. I was like, should I put a disclaimer on there? And he's like, no, it's fine. I was just curious. I was like, no. I, and I explained to him what happened to it and everything. Um, so, But I'm glad that I did it because I didn't want to lose that conversation. You know, I thought that was a really good conversation. And Zach and Diallo were like, we'll re-record it if you need to. And I was like, well, maybe I could just re-record my half of the dialogue and that just would have been weird so i'm glad it was saved though um, I, I didn't know it was a thing it sounded fine yeah okay i didn't question anything everything you're telling me is is news to me you know it was it, okay yeah all good thank you that well that makes me, that makes me feel much better because it is getting a lot of downloads and i'm i'm happy that it doesn't sound really fucking weird and, and trashy um and then uh, uh number one 1980s alligator that's doing really well too so awesome i do have a feeling the treasure of the four crowns will be uh will overtake uh will be in the number one <laughs> slot next month when we check it out i don't know man alligator was great but but and then believers believers <laughs> oh god i hate imagine dragons i know i, I know you do uh Sorry, david, david do you uh you do like you have them. any thoughts on the believers since that episode will be dropping next week i don't think or i've imagine even dragons. seen the believers. <laughs> general <laughs> i don't think i've even seen it i don't think i've seen it. when it popped up the other day i was like hang on a second i i saw the screen grab you guys put up on the patreon and i immediately i thought i think this is one of those films that's just completely slipped through the net somehow uh, but then I saw another image from it, and I was like, well, hang on. Have I seen this or have I not? So I'm not sure on this, but I don't know. Is, is it a horror or not? I put it more... It's a thriller. It's, it's a, thriller. a thriller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an adult thriller. I think I think that one of the reasons why maybe it didn't do well commercially is because it didn't appeal to younger people like horror films typically do. It doesn't... Gotcha. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you see Martin Sheen and you don't see 18 year old kids going, oh, yeah, I want to see that Martin <laughs> Sheen movie. Oh, Robert Loja, sign me up. Oh, hunky. But then at the same time, I asked my mom, I was like, did you ever see it? And she's like, nah, you know, and I'm like, OK, so it truly is like a cult movie because it's it, even mm. the, the mainstream audience didn't watch it. And then the genre people didn't watch it either. Martin Sheen. That's all he got. He's not. But he was. He's really good in it, though. But when was he, it? No, he's what great. Eighty-seven. Was it eighty-seven? Yeah, yeah. He's just not a box office draw. And not in eighty-seven. Not in. I mean, no. The, in, the, the thing. Have you seen the um, the little girl that lives down the lane? Jodie Foster. Films, yes. Like late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah late seventy. That in my mind, that's the, that's the Martin Sheen era. Then, like late seventies, he was around. He was seventies. Badlands. Badlands, exactly. Yeah, that was his time. When you say age seven, Martin Sheen, it's like, well, what was he doing? Well, it's like uh, Donald Sutherland when he did um, the Puppet Master. Yeah, 
right? The 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 body uh, snatcher movie, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. I actually think that movie's great. Um, that did terribly because people are like Donald Sutherland in you know the mid in the mid nineties. Who wants to see? No offense. But I think it's the reason why. No, that so was many the, that was the only that was the that was eighty. That was seventy nine, eighty, wasn't it? The, You're thinking the of the Puppet April Ferrara one. That... No, 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 no. Puppet Masters. Oh, is... I thought Puppet he said um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's me. Just yeah, no, no. Yeah, Puppet, Puppet Masters. Masters. Puppet yeah, but Masters. Then, by then he's done, isn't he? Like, no offense, Donald yeah. Sutherland. We love you and everything, but I, I mean, cool. I think like Michael D- Michael Douglas did it right. You know, as being a si- uh, supporting actor in the Ant Man movies because people are like, oh, I love Michael Douglas. Which put Michael Douglas in a lead role now for a mainstream film that's not catering to a 65 and over crowd, then they're not going to be totally down for Did it. Did you hear yeah, the game? Wasn't the game like the last Michael 95? Douglas sort of? Yeah. I think it was yeah, his last yeah. movie he did. And at that point, I think he was in his late 50s, I yeah, think. Even then, he felt like a little bit old, you know. Yeah. To be, yeah, did, yeah. Did you, but I love that. I love it. Did you hear about Michael Douglas about what he said about um, his throat cancer? Do you know about this or not? No. Oh, that he it was given to him by HPV by uh by what? No, by, by what? No. He, 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 he I, I heard this. I was like, this can't be true. What? And apparently it was true, but I think he must have said it jokingly. But they said to him, "Where do you you think it was years of drinking and smoking that you um." that you got your throat cancer and he said no it was eating out catherine zeta jones <laughs> oh <Yeah>. okay <laughs> Zach's yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did say it he did I, I i thought this is internet bullshit and then i kind of went back and oh okay yeah no he did say it he, he must yeah. have Bravo, said it michael d yeah i know hopefully it was i remember like that jest, <laughs> but I, I don't know <laughs> i have no idea i mean yeah you know I didn't know he had throat cancer. Does he still have it? Uh, I don't know. I have. Yeah, no I, think, I mean, I think he's probably passed now, or he's yeah. fine now. But yeah, I okay. I remember that, and I, that was I thought even I thought that was shocking. I was like, really, really, Corey? Yeah, you okay. knew what I was gonna say, Corey. Yeah. You knew. I saw your. Yeah. I was thinking. Well, then I, I, I started to say it. Save me from saying this, or do I have to say this thing? Well, then I started doubting. I was like, wait a minute, am I misconfabulating something? And then I was like, ah. Uh, but I felt that way. I, mean, I, I should say it. David say it. Yeah. David can cancel himself. Well, that's well, as I was no saying wonder. it, I was thinking, am I actually saying the right thing here? Is this just like a bad dream? <laughs> well, that, that well coming regardless, it means you and I both heard this. You know, so at this. some point we yeah, both yeah. heard it. Yeah, yeah. And well, Zach obviously doesn't surprise me. Such a nice. I hadn't heard that, but it, yeah. it explained. No, it explains why she checked herself into a, uh, you know, um, a hospital a gynecologist. For, for mental disorder. Yeah, <laughs> a gynecologist too. <laughs> is it, exactly. is it me? Talk? Michael you said it was me. Can you check? <laughs> it was me. Oh, oh no! What was that talking? <laughs> it was me, Catherine. It was me all along. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such a it's such a perfect segue into what movies we're going to be covering at the beginning of season five. And and this is going to be terrible editing, but I left it downstairs. I have to run downstairs okay, and grab go it. Run, so go run, go run, get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't on. know if I'll be able to edit the video. So guys and gals, David and I, for all the people who are going to watch the video, David, we'll just keep talking. I, I want to <laughs> ask. I want to know what your thoughts are. Look at this baby, the sequel. Children. Oh, there's a there's a sequel. Oh, so Children of the. Before Dead. I forget, before I forget, you 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 made it all kind of click in my head. Um, I didn't even think like village. You all, you guys call like towns villages over there. So, 
if yeah. it was I didn't even think that it was like a British movie, the yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense because if it was a like an American movie, we would have called it Town of the Damned. Town of the Damned. Of, yeah, it's Village yeah. of the Damned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes it like kind of you put a piece of, of the puzzle in my I, head. I would, I would totally say check it out, the original. It's it's worth watching. It's it's an hour and seventeen minutes. It's slim oh, and trim and, and you and it, and it gets to the point immediately. And it does some things that the Carpenter one doesn't. Uh, and, and vice versa with the Carpenter's one for this one, but it's, it's as a comparison, definitely. But I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested. I've no idea about this sequel, Children of the Damned, because the first thing that uh, I see is different. Is I don't know if you can say it, the kid has got brown hair. Yeah, he's got brown hair. Yeah, so, so I don't know yeah, whether he's yeah. a different type of alien or something. I don't know. It's or is it the children of the alien kids or something? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zach, have you survive. ever seen the sequel, Children of the Damned? No, no. There's a blurb on the back that says, "Very frightening." Gave rise to a sequel, every bit as good as the original, the movie guide. That means yeah. it's not. It's I, I know. When you have to put in the description <laughs> that this is as good as the original, yeah. we promise it's not. Promise. It's, 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 she, it's as good. she has a great personality. <laughs> it means, good movie. It means they're fat. good movie. <laughs> good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Mike Daytalk from NBC Santa Fe. What was the thing on all the Good dimension movie. films? Do you remember there was something, the science fiction, the University uh, of Science Fiction and Horror in Film. Do you remember that? And it'd be like terrible. Halloween 6. It'd be like the the best Halloween ever. And it was yeah. all credited <laughs> to this same bullshit organization that didn't exist. But it was all, it was yeah, all was Weinstein a time... shit that they were putting this yeah, blurb on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, and then then reviewers would get paid to do say things positive, like Rex yep. Reed. You know, well this movie's fantastic. I just thought it was great. Cha ching! Did you hear my wallet get bigger? <laughs> well, isn't it good that things um, like that don't happen anymore? I know, right? Rotten. Is this my next pick, by the way? Yeah, I think so. I think so. If it's not, then it'll be a surprise to me. <laughs> Should I open it up? Yeah, why not? So this will be the movie that I'm breaking down next. So, duh, duh. listen duh. to that sound. <laughs> the movie you'll be breaking down next will be, I'm not looking, not looking, not looking, not looking. Oh, Maximum Overdrive. Who made who? <laughs> who made you? <laughs> I saw the logo on the With... back as you was opening it. I thought, I know what this is immediately. D dude, after watching The Believers and the whole time, I was like, God damn, Emilio Estevez looks just like his dad. Emilio! I was like, this is, like, is going to be perfect. This, this will be perfect to kick off uh, season five with, a movie that uh, I watched so much as a kid and uh, was always traumatized by that one little kid that gets run over by the, the, the squisher, you know, the get, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I thought, I thought you were going to say you were traumatized by yearly Smith's screaming throughout this whole thing. Cause she <laughs> no. is the most annoying yeah, actor. She's not my movie. favorite part of the movie, but I do love that cocaine fueled uh, film. Uh, David, what are your thoughts on cocaine? On Stephen King is the best Stephen King. It really yeah. like everything around that time. when this was coming out was, perfection for stephen king like i, I, I hate to say it but drug adult stephen king is a, a person i like <laughs> look i'm sure Stephen Cole one is fine i'm sure he's fine it's the same as chevy chase right oh, zach yeah. it's same as chevy chase it's the same as phil collins was going through a horrible divorce when he put out the best music of his life so yeah. you know who was sorry, he divorcing tragedy. then wasn't it somebody famous uh i don't know okay that, but you, i just know that all the great songs that came out of that were you know, I, I, I would, from that divorce. I would pay money. There's there's two well, there's one commentary I'd pay money for, and there's a set of commentaries I'd pay money for. 
And I would love to have a Stephen King commentary on that film. I would love <laughs> to hear. This I remember be, this day. I, I burned four spoons. <laughs> okay, right. I was going to say, I think I realistically, he'll probably be like, I don't remember any of this at all. Yeah. This is all This was me? <laughs> I did that? The, the other, the, I, I'm in the movie? <laughs> this thing calls me an asshole? <laughs> the, the other, something, talking about Carpenter, I would love if, if somehow, somewhere out there in the world, someone could make this happen. And I would donate money to this. If we could get john carpenter we should do it's like for charity tell john carpenter all the, all the money we raise from this is going to charity but we want you to do this but john carpenter commentary for every one of the halloween sequels i would <laughs> the, one, the ones that he does the ones that not. he does i would <laughs> that is worth paying money for isn't it that yeah, is worth yeah. paying money for that would be that would be something <laughs> what yeah the i fuck totally is agree this shit? what that's not he's too big he's walking wrong who is this guy that's not michael myers <laughs> Where did they get the mask? What a piece of shit. I, I... Instead of riff tracks, instead of riff tracks, they could call it RIP tracks. And, uh, yeah. Rip tracks. Yeah, rip rip tracks. tracks. There you go. Yeah, we've done it. Rip Let's tracks. go. Yeah. I, I, would, I would love to just hear what he says because he's so candid about these things. Like when he was, mm -hmm. um, have you ever seen the thing when he was, uh, he was in Germany? And a girl asked him about what he thinks of Rob Zombie. Have you ever seen that video or not? No. <laughs> Carpenter's sitting in, he's being very nice and very amicable and asking, and she's going, oh, I love Halloween. Oh, thanks very much. And it, and, it, and it's all very really pleasant. And she goes, oh, so what do you think about Rob Zombie's Halloween? And Carpenter just goes off on one. He goes, that piece of shit fucking <laughs> lied about me, saying I gave him no blessings. Fuck Rob Zombie. And he goes, he got it all wrong. It was terrible. The guy he got to play was too big in his eyes. It's, it's worth finding. It's because he buries him. He absolutely buries Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised if the poster art says, you know, best movie since Halloween 1. John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god well i can guarantee you my next pick is 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 better than rob zombie's halloween films uh is it a blank disc we'll... is it a blank disc <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's basically it's just the sound of a modem uh for a 90 minutes <laughs> Beep, um so my pick for Corey actually is in my hand i have yet to send it out to him so i'm going he this is the first time he's seen my pick the movie i will be breaking down he uh david you mentioned that children uh village of the damned is 77 minutes long an hour and 17 yeah, minutes yeah, that's right, right yeah. Uh, my pick is an hour and 14 minutes. Oh my long. God. <laughs> wow. You lucky bastard. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of an, so the reason I chose this film, Robert Ortiz, uh, posted about it the other day and said, it's my favorite full moon movie. So the movie I'm choosing is going to be Dr. Mordred. Oh, choice. The Dr. Strange of the full moon, uh, universe. Yes. With Jeffrey Combs and... Uh, interview of June for $2 late fee, Brian Thompson. Ah. Brian Thompson. We did not get to talk to Brian Thompson about this movie, but I have a feeling he has positive things to say. Um, well, maybe maybe also... we could uh, get him on real quick for podcast after dark and maybe do like a little quick uh, discussion with him if he's available. Yeah, I can, I can reach out and ask for sure. And Albert Band and Charles Band both directed this film. It's a father and son directorial film. Directorial Deal. I have the so, same DVD, uh, Blu-ray. I have that. I, you exactly do. the same. Yeah, I, f I found it for three dollars, and uh, I could, I was just so happy. I was just so happy. It was. It was. Were a you happy with life. the fact that it? 
that the, were you happy with the fact that it shares that has a rare William Shatner interview with Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton on it? Well, there you go. I haven't yet delved into those special features. I watched the movie, but yeah, it's, wow, wow. The, I know. Uh, by the way, I, that was worth two of those three dollars. <laughs> oh man, offline I have to tell you a story about William Shatner. So, um. <laughs> Well, because I just did an interview with somebody and they're like, you can't put this on the interview. I'm like, OK, OK. Can I tell people about it? They're like, yeah, just don't put it on the interview. Don't put it out there. for OK, I, I, I've, I've been um, uh, watching uh, binge watching Married with Children. And there was I was shocked that Zach's girlfriend had an uncredited one line cameo in Married with Children. My girlfriend, your, your unofficial Which girlfriend, one? the girlfriend that could have been, you know, Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, give me a break! Another one. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking. We're talking about Reagan from uh, the actress. We definitely oh, Linda are. Blair. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that girlfriend. I know. That girlfriend. Man, can you guys? Wow. <laughs> Red heat. <laughs> Just have a moment. Just have a moment. Just have a moment. R.I.P. to what could have been in Zach's life. <laughs> yeah, she turned up. Yeah, uncredited. Just turned up as a cameo. Quick. I was like, is that Linda Blair? And she had one line. I was like, it's Linda Blair. Okay, fair enough. Oh, she's wild. It's hard to watch Mary the Children here because uh, they don't have the the rights to the intro anymore. Buy so the Blu-ray. Buy Crackle the DVD. Buy the DVD. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to go these days. That's why hey, physical. We say it a million times: physical media for life, because they can anything can happen on streaming. So <laughs> I, that's why my right. my uh, my TV obscura uh, you know library is growing now and stuff. Because I'm just like, at what point? Will, you know, the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. be gone? At what yeah. point will Sledgehammer? I'm surprised the Sledgehammer DVD is easy to find, but so was the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon forever. And then all of a sudden, Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon becomes popular again and the DVD disappears. Uh, so, well, it, actually, speaking of that, uh, on the D&D's Instagram page, they just teased something to do with uh, the cartoon. They're like, go to TikTok to find out about the this. And I'm like, but people are like, no, just tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so they're teasing something to do with the the cartoon. I, I don't know what they have in store, but hopefully it's a 40th anniversary like DVD or something. I think they'll probably go Blu-ray. I mean, they did that with Thundar the Barbarian. Warner Brothers mm. put out that Blu-ray. And I think that got decent fanfare and, and, and service and everything. So maybe they're like, you know what, with the popularity of the movie and the action figures are out, let's just put out a, a Dungeons and Dragons season one Blu-ray. I have a feeling the movie did not do what the studio had expected. So they're not going to move forward with a sequel. Mm. I heard that's a shame. Did, did, yeah, did, it's really a shame. I, I just want to say something. This is a sign of the times on the married with children dvd what do you think they have listed as special features just an interview with william shatner exactly <laughs> they have listed as special features features original opening sung by frank sinatra that is the special features wow i know wow that i i i, I thought that's it that's it that's it. That's, that's all you, you need get right the opening. There. There's the special features. You get the, the that's opening. all you need yeah. right there. No behind the scenes. Nothing. No nothing. There you go. <laughs> Dudes, that rem that reminds me of that god awful Grindhouse Blu-ray they put out, where they're like, it contains all the stuff from the film, and you're like, 
actually no it doesn't contain anything it contains two separate discs that oh, have two separate yeah, that was a, on them. and none of the commercials yeah. or anything like that but so lame best buy they put out like it's gone now i got it on, on ebay fortunately but best buy they did a best buy exclusive that had the at least had all the trailers in the beginning and then the movies are combined onto one disc so at least you have that well, Best Buy owns the rights to Heavy Metal, the movie, too. So, like, that's the <laughs> only place. Does? Yeah, because that's Buy. the only way you can get uh, the Blu-ray or the uh, the 4K is through Best Buy. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, well, why, why pick that movie of all the <laughs> movies to be like, we're going to put, we're going to back that one for, for sure. Um, but, uh, David, it was great talking to you, buddy. Yeah. It's been, been forever. Uh, let's plug the book again, because this is going to be on the free feed. We're going to put this out on the Excellent. free feed for everyone to hear, probably as a bonus episode. Um, but uh, pl- plug the book. Where can people buy it? And, uh, you know, all, you all the good stuff. C- you can go and grab a copy of Cockblocker on Amazon.com. Just go over there, type in Cockblocker, and I'm damn sure I'm going to be one of the top things that pops, pops up. I don't think there's anything else. But, yeah, Cockblocker, Amazon, grab it. Uh, add me on social media and facebook and instagram i'm out there because i'm going to be doing some bundles of t-shirts and signed books and and all the money i'm just putting it towards opening up uh my rescue cat rescue so it's all going to somewhere good so yeah if anyone can help out and get you can get some signed stuff very cheap and it's all going to a good place i'd appreciate it awesome Maybe we can get Linda Blair a part of that, too. Linda Blair, yeah, I think about her quite a lot. Not as much as She's you do. She's a big do, animal Jack, advocate. But, you know, in a different way. But, yeah, animal... <laughs> I, I, I think about her as an animal advocate. You think about her as an animal in the sheets. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, David, thank you so much for coming on the show. And as always, we'll see you on the dark side. Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Imagine being one of the last people on Earth, being trapped alone with something not human. Something always watching. Something always waiting. What would you do? Where would you run? Where would you hide? If you were haunted for seven winters alone. Podcasting After Dark presents Seven Winters Alone. A dystopian haunted house story by David Irons. Available now in paperback and ebook.